Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast. Here's my take on relationships, friendships, family, career, and all life-related conversations. I'd love to share some of the lessons I've learned so far. So come along on this journey with me. This week we're talking about mental health. This is a topic that is very dear to my heart and I would love to share my experience with you. So when did I first become aware of my mental health? I think I can recall this being at the time when I was leaving Namagunga, going to Gaza High School. So I left Namagunga after my S4 because I had basically had enough of the school. I got into so much trouble for no reason. I was suspended at least two times and basically I was always in trouble. Weirdly, while I was in Namagunga, I feel like I downplayed who I was so much that by the time I left, I had lost myself so much. I was always getting into trouble. Teachers used to always tell my friends to stay away from me because they felt like I I was a troublemaker but looking back I really don't see what kind of trouble I was causing so I always um, wondered why why I was always singled out so that's just how I felt through the four years in Amagunga I just felt like I was misunderstood so when it came to picking a choice of school after S4 like there was no question I was not going back to that school in S4, I remember there is a time when my mom came to see me like a week after school had started. So my mom comes to see me at school and she dropped off some of my things at the nurse, but she asked the nurse to see me. The teacher on duty said that that was a major offense and then I was suspended from school. So from that, like I just knew, I think a week later we were supposed to be picking our choices. I was so mad and I just felt like, are these guys really making me out to be a villain because I spoke to my mom? So I left the school in protest i moved to gaza high school and i thought it was going to be better i didn't realize how much of an effect the school had had on me so i went to gaza and i experienced major social anxiety i was performing very poorly and i literally didn't want to deal with a new school and it just felt to me like i was having to do this all over again having to prove myself all over again because when i went to namagunga i tried so hard to fit in i changed who i really was because I realized that my type of personality being outspoken was very unwelcome in that school. So I changed myself completely just so I could be accepted. So when I went to Gaza, I don't know what triggered that anxiety and triggered those feelings. I went into sort of like defense mode and I was kind of depressed. I don't know if it was depression, but I wanted to leave the school because I felt like I could not deal with trying to be a new person all over again trying to fit in all over again because I had to do that in Amagunga and I hated it so I left Gaza now that's my first time experiencing and being aware of mental health possibly I experienced it even before but I was never aware of it until then a more recent experience that I want to talk about is the depression that I experienced while I was pregnant and after I had my son while I was pregnant I experienced severe depression I could barely eat and I had no interest at all in socializing. I would sleep all day and stay up all night. Basically, I did nothing else. I felt like I was drowning. I had realized that my marriage wasn't what I thought it was and I saw no way of getting out of it at that time. So I was very depressed about the situation I was in. I didn't want to be there. 
I blamed myself for being there, but I also saw no way out, which made it worse. So every single day, I felt like I was digging a deeper and deeper hole. Every day that went by, I felt worse. I would wake up in the morning and feel just so sad finding myself where I was. I did not speak to my family about it. I didn't speak to any friend about it. And when I mean any, no one knew what was going on. And I think that made it worse. So when I kind of realized that my marriage wasn't what I thought it was and it was going completely left... I came home and well, I had no visa to stay in America. So I thought maybe I'll be a student, basically get a student visa. And when I came back home, my dad realized I wasn't happy. Maybe he didn't think I was depressed, but he just realized I wasn't happy. And on my way back, he sent me an email just telling me how he saw that I wasn't happy and he was there for me. If anything, you know, I should turn to him for help. But that message broke me down because now I was like, okay, now people can see me drowning but I think it also helped me to come to terms with the situation because I think before then I didn't actually realize how bad of a situation it was I didn't know how deeply I was unhappy so I wrote an email to my dad and I told him how I was unhappy how I just wanted to like run away I didn't even know where I was running. So I just said I wanted to be away from everyone. I wanted to run away from my marriage. I wanted to run away from my family, like outside family who would have been like, how can you leave your marriage in less than a year? I wanted to run away from reality, basically. So that was a major, major realization that I was deep down there, depressed. How did I overcome this? I saw a doctor when I went to my antenatal visits. The doctors actually realized I was depressed. They prescribed medicine for me. I saw a few therapists. I wouldn't, I don't know. The therapy work was meh because the therapist was a white lady who had no idea what it's like to come from Africa, move to America, marry an African, live. As in, she could not relate. So for me, the therapy didn't really help. But the medication did. So after taking it for like a few weeks, it just made me feel better. So after some time, I started getting up. I started cooking and eating. I kind of felt like myself, but I never dealt with the situation. I never looked deep to see why I was feeling like that, how I could get myself. I wasn't trying to get myself out. I think for me, my sort of defense mechanism was to not deal with it, to like hide, not hide, but like suppress the feelings even more. And that's what kind of helped me get through the pregnancy. But I don't even know if it really helped because at 36 weeks, I found that I had preeclampsia, which is condition of high blood pressure during pregnancy. So I can't even say whether it's directly related to the depression or not. But yeah, basically, I didn't deal with it. I went through the pregnancy. Yes, I started to feel better because of the medication, but I never once sat down and said, this is where I'm at. Like, how am I getting myself out? I just kind of wanted to see the pregnancy through. And I think my next plan was just to go back home. So I finally got to go back home. And when I got home, yeah, it was exciting. I'm home. I'm next to family. I'm with friends. I still had not told any of my friends about this. And I think I still haven't. I mean, some of my friends are listening here like, what? Yeah, 
basically I still hadn't dealt with it until I got home and I still wasn't feeling better. And when lockdown came, it reminded me so much about the dark place I was while I was pregnant, feeling lonely, feeling hopeless. That's just what lockdown brought back to me. It brought back those feelings. I felt so hopeless and helpless, like I was feeling so down. But what was different about lockdown is that I was able to really look at myself. I had to look within myself. I took a step back and I started to see what the pattern was, like how did I get my myself here why me and if I can tell you for real how I was feeling at that time why do I have to always go through this like I thought I was done with that and now we're back here but a thing about depression is that if you don't deal with it like it doesn't go away it just stays hanging around and I'll just read a quote that uh, kind of explains exactly what I'm trying to say the quote says Time does not heal all wounds. It just gives them space to sink into subconscious where they will still impact your emotions and behavior. What heals is going inwards, loving yourself, accepting yourself, learning a technique for letting go, listening to your own intuition. So basically, during the lockdown, I had to do the work. At this point, I could not suppress these feelings anymore. I could not just allow time to pass so that depression could go. This time around, I kind of had to do something about it. I started working out. Yeah, basically, I started working out slowly. We used to work out as a family. And then I started working out on my own. And I realized that working out helped me just feel better. Something about it made me feel better. I would leave that workout being more a little bit more energized. And this is someone who had low energy. I would sleep all day. I would just be up all night watching movies. I was so unproductive. I was very easily angered. I had no motivation to go or do anything. And I was very disorganized. Like you could see the space I was in. My room was a mess. Yeah, so for me, getting up and doing a workout was a very big step. Another thing I did was baking. Yeah, baking sounds like what does it have to do with mental health? But I think for me, the process of baking, doing something from start to finish, because it takes its steps. You know, you start with this, then you do this, then you, you know, it's a process. And I think that kind of process helped me to do something to the finish. So it helped me see that I could be motivated to do at least one thing that I could see through to the end. Yeah, so I did that. Uh, What else? Organizing my space. I realized that I'm a type of person, if things are disorganized around me, then I'm definitely disorganized inside. One other thing, yes, I found that I would sleep a lot during the day, but I was not relaxed. So I decided that I should take time to relax. I started taking walks. I started like sitting, just meditating and doing nothing, like not worried about anything. And I found that those things kind of helped me like much as they don't seem like really big things. They helped me get out of that slump. I only realized after like a month of doing these small things that I was actually starting to feel better. Another thing that helped me boost my self-esteem and my confidence was starting to do work. So during lockdown, I didn't have a job for, I think I hadn't worked. Well, I hadn't worked in a very long time because I moved away and then I moved back and then I had my child. So I hadn't been working for maybe over a year. 
But I realize that I'm also the type of person whereby if I'm not useful, if I'm not productive, I get very depressed and I get stressed about it. So I had to start to find work for myself aside creating work, aside giving myself assignments and doing them. And then eventually I got a job and I think it boosted my confidence a lot because with depression, I had started to think that I'm actually worthless because I was looking at some of my friends, their careers had taken off and I was starting to see myself like, where am I? Like, what am I doing with my life? Do I even still know how to work? Do I still have it? And then, yeah, when I started working again, like it boosted my confidence so much because I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not stupid. I'm st- I can still work. Like I know what I'm doing. Like my career can still bounce back. Yeah. And that made me feel a lot better. So to point out the things that you should look out for, the signs and the symptoms, when your sleep is distorted, you sleep all day and you're up in the night, you need to check yourself. If you get easily angered, for me, this is a top trigger. When I find that I have major road rage, as in shouting at border borders, angry with the taxis, I always have to check myself because this is probably a sign that I'm heading in the wrong direction. Also, if I'm easily angered by my son, like he does something small and then I'm so pissed or anyone else, that's always a sign. Another sign for me is when I lack focus. Like I take weeks to do an assignment that's so easy. That's always a sign for me. Like I lack motivation. I'm doing the same thing over and over again and I'm not finishing the work. That's a sign. And another one that I noticed is being disorganized. Typically, my room is always organized, organized to my standard, not like it's perfect and all that. But if I find that I'm not picking up my mess for a week and I'm not like proper laying my bed, then something is wrong. And it takes you some time. Of course, you will first be doing these things without realizing. And then you take a step back and you're like, wait, this is a sign. This is how I ended up where I was last time. So you always have to take a step back, look within yourself, and then the biggest part you can play in becoming more mentally healthy is you have to do the work. You have to exercise self-love and you have to be intentional about making your mental health better. You have to find things that make you feel better. If it's exercises, do it. If it's socializing, do it. If it's hanging around friends and family, do just that. Thank you so much for tuning in to this first episode. I hope my personal story can give you the courage to share your own experience and to heal, learn and unlearn as we take this journey to mental health. See you next time on the next episode. Bye.